Doesn't that sound good? I'm glad I came to church today, aren't you? Are you having fun being a Christian? Or is it hurting you real bad? If it's hurting you real bad, fall off the fence and get on the side with Christ. And he'll show you marvelous good times, wonderful times. I'm glad today that I know him. You know, past couple weeks, I've mostly been on the run trying my best to console or pray or seek God for other people. But today, I come to praise God for me. Just before she sings, let's all stand up and give God a praise offering. Jesus, we worship you. God, we praise you. We honor you. Jesus, we love you. We thank you, God, that you come to church today. God, to touch and to bless and to lift and to let us rise up, Jesus, and call you blessed. Today, you're a blessed Redeemer, a blessed Lord. We love you today. Hallelujah. We praise you, Jesus. We thank you that you're in the midst and, God, that you're here to touch and to lift up. And we give you praise and honor in Christ's name. Everything's going to be all right. God, you have taken care of the needs. We love you today and we thank you. We thank you in Christ's name. Yes, amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Well, I came here expecting God to move. Move with mighty one who's had to promise he would do. As the saints uplift his name, the spirit falls like rain. Well, I came here expecting God to move. Oh, I said now, I came here expecting God to move. I came here expecting God to move. Move with mighty wonders as he promised he would do. As the saints uplift his name, the spirit falls like rain. I came here expecting God anew. When the saints began to pray, fervent prayer in Jesus' name, you'll know without a doubt He's gonna move. Two or three agree as one, just count the work as done, for we have come expecting God to move. Oh yes, I came here expecting God to move. I came here expecting God. Here we 
he does embrace You'll know without a doubt he's gonna move When the word cuts like a sword Hungry hearts they cry for more For he has come expecting God to move Well, well, well church down in the country in about a year. We're going to do a new song today and Norman Howard I know you remember this and I want to dedicate it to you and I know Flora would have knew about it but you know for those that you have if you haven't been there they didn't have Sunday school rooms in the wonderful big church we have today but they come and they knew Jesus and they praised him and they worshiped him 
and youth sometimes, uh, the boys would stand outside and flirt with the girls through the windows because they didn't have air conditioning, but they'd wait outside to walk them home. That don't sound much, like much fun, but we did it, and it was, you know, it was the time of our life. But you know, they come, they walked, and they praise God. They come, and uh, today reminds me of the good feeling. But they'd hear the man of God say something like, give me a, a kid. Sinner man feeling so discouraged while traveling through this land this land oh this land then he'd open that Bible now let us have, have a little talk, talk with Jesus, Jesus just to see, see what he has to say. My God Almighty spoke and he said, go, go, and I'll go with you. Open your mouth and I will speak, speak for you, for the Lord. And if I do go, tell me what to say, they won't believe all. Then Norma, an old sister, over to the side, stand up and she'd say, I would not be a sinner. I'll tell you the reason why. I'm afraid my Lord might call me. And I wouldn't be ready to die. My God Almighty spoke and he said, Go and I'll go with you. Open your mouth and I will speak, speak for you, for the Lord. And if I do go, tell me what to say, they won't believe on me. About that time, there's one of them boys that, that stood outside and made his way inside. The Holy Ghost had got a hold of him. He'd start down that aisle, and he might say something like, If you see my father, Glory would you tell him this for me? Oh, when you saw me praying, I was down on my bended knees. My God Almighty spoke, and he said, Go, and I'll go with you. Open your mouth, and I will speak, speak for you, for the Lord. And if I do go, tell me what to say, they won't believe on me. About that time, one of them old brothers and sisters that had walked out of a holler, been plowing in the fields all day, raising food to, so they could have something to eat. They didn't have no money, but they'd say something like, some say give me silver, Lord, Lord some say give me gold, but I say give me Jesus, he's precious to my soul. My God Almighty spoke and he said, go and I'll go with you, open your mouth and I will speak, speak for you, for the Lord, and if I do go, tell me what to say. They won't believe on me. 
some say give me silver, Lord, Lord some say give me gold, but I say give me Jesus, he's precious to my soul, my God Almighty spoken, he said go and I'll go with you, open your mouth and I will speak, speak for you, for the Lord, and if I do go, tell me what to say. They won't believe on me. On me. I hope I don't bore you. If I see you asleep, can I holler at you? I told you that one about the preacher that said, told his deacon he should go down and wake that fella up. He said, sir, he said, I'm not going to wake him up. said, you put him to sleep, you wake him up. <laughs> I wanted to look at uh, a few scriptures. And uh, in 116th Psalm, uh, you don't have to turn there if you don't want to. But when, uh, when one of the saints go on, God is pleased. So he's not sad. He's not sad about, uh, he's not sad. Put the put children that's here, he's not sad. He said, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. And uh, I know some of you don't even know my sister, but, uh, and I'm not going to try to make a sermon concerning her, but I want you to know that in this family, we love one another. Now, if you're having problems with your sisters or your brothers, stop it. If you've got a major problem in your family, stop it. Stop it. I don't care what you have to do to stop it, but you are the one that has to stop it if there's a problem. Nobody can stop your problem but you. You, you have to stop that. I watched my sister days almost every day for a while and I watched her hold them hands up one day I went over there before she got real sick and they, they made a subject about something that wasn't uh, too pleasant and I went like that hoping they'd stop because I didn't want her to hear anything that was contrary to living for Jesus. Let me tell you, each one of you, when you get ready, depart this life. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victor? And uh, the last breath is caused by sin. Otherwise, you'd never take a last breath if sin had not intervened and came in and... Uh, through Adam and Eve, and I, we know that's the will of God 
because it, it happened. But in Matthew chapter 8 and verse 28, I want you to look with me just for a minute. Really, I want to preach about verse 34, but I want to read down. These be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the Spirit. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> How many people here pray in the Holy Ghost? There's a dozen or more. What is the Holy Ghost? It's the Spirit of God. Is that right? Well, it says, Keep yourself in love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some have compassion, making a difference. And others saved with fear of pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garments spotted by the flesh. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. And that's God himself. That's the only one. I want to go to Philippians chapter 2 now, and I'm going to close out shortly here. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 8. It says, And being found in fashion... As a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. That's something, that's something that's very hard for each one of us to do, is to humble ourselves. Do you have that little thing in you that says, if they get me, I'll get even? Well, you might not think you've got it in you, in fact, it sneaks up on you. About the time, if you about the time you brag and say I'm sanctified, holy, and I mind God everywhere, this thing will jump right out at you. And as surely as you make too many brags, it'll jump right out at you. And you'll say, I'll get even with them. I'll tell them birds off. I'll let them know what I really think. And then even when you start to tell them, you cut down on what you really think. Am I, am I telling you right, or, or is that just me? Does that happen to you once in a while? Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And that's what I'm trying my best to get you to do today is work out your own salvation. Let me tell you, there ain't a preacher here that can work out your salvation for you. There is not a church in the world that will work out your salvation. That's a personal thing between you and God. You have to work out your own salvation and you have to notice your tongue, you have to notice uh, your steps, you have to notice your attitude, 
you have to notice everything about you. And like uh, I think Bobby said, cut this head off and you won't think at all. Everything comes out of here. Everything comes out of here that tells you what to do. And your arm minds it, your heart minds it. It's got to get down in the heart before it becomes real. When it gets down there, God says, raise up a hand and worship me. You're able to do that. But it's got to come through your brain to tell you that you should serve God. And listen, every preacher in the country can tell you what to do. But if you don't do it with the love of God in your heart, you're not doing it proper and you're not doing it right. You know what? Great grace is upon this country. But they're making laws every day. Now, Jesus didn't come to destroy the law, but he come to fulfill it. And he come to let them know that grace is greater. Now, there was grace underneath the law. Don't get me wrong. There was grace in, in Genesis, but not the grace like God poured out, like Christ poured out when he went to the cross for you. Great grace is upon us today. And that's why, that's why that we could tell a story a little bit different than what it really is and find, still find grace in the sight of God to forgive us. Otherwise, under the law, if you lied and they caught you lying, you suffered the utmost consequences about it. But under grace, you can escape. But how long can you escape until God catches up with everything that's happening in your life? How long can you escape? You say, I don't need, I don't need what the church says. Yes, you do. You don't only need what the church says, you need everything that Jesus says. And you need to apply it to your life. It says, for it is God which works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Do all things without murmuring and disputing. I haven't never learned that one yet. I'm working on 14. I've been working on 14 all my life. Ever since I got saved, I've been working on verse 14 here. I've been, you know what? I've caught myself mumbling and complaining. Have you ever, have you ever did that? Don't raise your hand up. I don't need you. You don't have to confess. I'll confess for you if I, if I could, but I'll confess for me. I have mumbled and complained. It didn't go to suit me. Things didn't go just right. Things didn't go the way I wanted them to, regardless of how God wanted them to go. Okay, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and preserved nation, among whom you shine as lights in this world. And that's what I'm working at real hard. Jimmy Parker, I want to shine for Jesus. And I cannot shine if I mumber and complain. How many people ever shouted while somebody was mumbling and complaining? How many people ever got blessed? That's like some songs. I'm sorry, but if this fits yours, forgive me. But some songs, you couldn't get blessed if you had to. Some songs would almost hurt you instead of blessing you. Some preachers would almost hurt you instead of lifting you up. You go away and you say, I wish I hadn't came to church today. I've been put down. 
Well, I'm not trying to put you down today. I'm trying to show you that there's a pattern that Satan uses to try to jerk every one of us down. But we have to rise above that. And you know how to rise above that? Keep your tongue most of the time in your mouth, except when you're eating or when you have something that you have to say. Be careful what you say. You know, you hear this song, be careful little feet where you step. Be careful little tongue what you say. Because, you know what? In the tongue, God spoke the word, Bob, spoke the world in, in existence just by his word. Your word will condemn you or your word will save you or bless you when you confess. That's why he said, confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart and you'll have salvation. Let me read that other verse. That holding forth the word of life that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain neither labored in vain. Yea, and if I have offered upon the sacrifice, the service of your faith, I joy and rejoice with you all. For the same cause also do you joy, rejoice with me. Everybody stand. While they're getting up here, I'm going to read Titus chapter 2, verse 11 to 15. It says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men teaching us that, un, that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, godly in this present world, looking for the blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God, our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. You got to be careful when you're talking to people because people will despise you. You know, sometimes you tell people the truth and they'll despise you. Sometimes you tell them their needs and they'll get their feelings hurt at you. Sometimes you tell kids, don't do that, and they'll get mad at you. And you find out a little later their parents is mad at you because you talk back to a little junior or a little messy. I've never jumped on a kid here in my life at this church since I've been a pastor that I know of that I intended mistreat them in any form or fashion. There are just some things that needs to be done. Sometimes we're reluctant to do them. Rebuke and exhort. You know most of us can't take a rebuke. Most of us can't take a rebuke from God. When God says don't go that way, And he might send some Christian by and says, God don't want you to do that. And you, you, 
you'll go against God and the good Christian too and say, nobody tells me what to do. I'll do what I want to. I pay my own rent. I buy my own food. I take care of myself. Who's going to tell me anything? That's what the devil wants you to say and do. That's why he decided to do his thing. But what did it cost him? And a third of the angels felt that way too, obviously, because they followed him. He has influence, what I'm trying to tell you. The devil has influence. Weigh, weigh what the devil is speaking to you about. Weigh what God, weigh what comes inside of you. Weigh what comes inside this brain. I told some people not long ago, might have been the other fellow telling you that. I hope that didn't hurt their feelings. But you know what? I've been caught many times with the other fellow telling me something wrong. And if I would have did it, I would have hurt, and I would have hurt other people. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as angels. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Wait on the Lord. Don't make a hasty decision when something you know, even a message in a church. If there's a message given and it rebukes everybody in the church and individual peoples out and begins to cause trouble, you can mark that man, he was not of God. That's the way God is lovingly, God is caringly. And if God wants you to rebuke somebody, really rebuke them, he'll want you to get them out by themselves and tell them their fault. And then fix it up with them. Don't even tell anybody else they had a problem or you had a problem with them. There's too much. There's too much of uh, scenery out there that the devil wants to influence. God bless you today. I, I, I'd like to ask my brother Willard and my brother Hyde and my sister Norma and my sister Myrtle to come up here and form a little ring with me and uh, it's not because that you haven't lost anybody it's not because that I don't care about your people but oh how I love my sister I can't even tell you how much that I really loved her and I know these feel that way is hard already gone is hard gone I want you, I want you to go ahead and sing. I want you that has a need. First, to sinners, I want you to come. Give your heart to God. I think one or two already came and got saved, and others came and got help. But if you have a need, come. Don't care what your need is. If you're a backslider, a sinner, backslider. I'm even more concerned about that. You know what I believe my sister got? perfect healing. I don't believe she'll ever suffer again, ever again. So I'm not sad. My, my heart is sad in a way because I've lost one amongst the family that I love dearly. But I know that this one made it. I'm persuaded that she made it. So you come if you have a need. Whatever your need is, you come.